When your guests bring their appetites, Kroger Delivery will make your dollars stretch with great deals on ingredients to make your holiday favorites. Thanks to our refrigerated trucks, you can get Kroger delivered to your door, even if you don't live near a Kroger store. Try today and save $45 total off your first three orders, plus free delivery when you sign up for a free trial of Boost. Order online now at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for orders of $35 or more. Offer valid with digital coupon. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We're too funny. <laughs> Listen to you. You're, you're like a child. Welcome to The Crunch. It is your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. Listen, so back in the day, I used to come back to the podcast every so often and say, hey, you know what I was doing last night? And you'd be like, were you at a party? And I'd be like, yeah. And then I'd tell you a story about a party. Yeah, were you at a party? I went to a concert last night. Oh, wait, yeah, I saw it on your story. Yeah. So a couple notes maybe for... The concerts tend to have a few. The concerts. Oh, that's funny. Get <laughs> out of here. <laughs> I'm mad. So I went. So here's the story, right? So I got Bible study on Tuesday nights, but I leave. Natch. Yeah. And it's at nine o'clock. But one of the guys in, in the Bible study is like, hey, I got a bunch of free tickets to this concert. We're all going to go. Sorry, we're skipping Bible study. And I was like, okay, that's fine, I guess. Um, I, we just won't have it this week because you're all going to this concert. And I find out that the concert is the Glitch Mob which is one of my favorite artistic groups of all time. It's one of the first electronic music groups that I ever listened to. They really, you could say that DJ Pillowcase exists because of the Glitch Mob. That's that's great. The Glitch Mob has done a great service to this nation. They really have. DJ Pillowcase. You're welcome. www.soundcloud.com slash DJ hyphen pillowcase. So their, album, their first album, Drink the Sea, is really actually very good. Everybody should go listen to it. Um, but we go, right? And so the show starts at 8 o'clock. And the Glitch Mob in my mind, are the headliners, right? They yeah. are They are the, very clearly the biggest group on the ticket. Ever. Well, also ever, because they've just been around for so long and they're, they're, they're well-respected in the music community. I'm like, surely, surely they will be towards the end of the show because there's three other um, sort of acts. So we show up at 9 o'clock, and it looks like the opener is closing, is like finishing out his first, like the opening set or whatever DJ set. Yeah. And so we wait, and then the first guy comes out at Seven Lions, and he throws down like an hour-long dubstep set or whatever. And it was okay. And it was over, and we were finally like, okay, like let's, it's time for the Glitch Mob to come on. And then Slander and Nightmare come on, and we're like, wow, the Glitch Mob was coming on last. That's amazing. And then mm-hmm. Slander and Nightmare played for twice as long as we thought they were going to, and then the show ended. <gasps> you missed them and we missed them no yeah glitch it, mob if you're listening and i know you are get my boy ethan a ticket and a plane it was tragic we like walked out of the show and i was like what just happened i just wasted three hours of my life standing pretending to be interested in this music also not sure if you know this but um the style of dress at these concerts a lot of fishnet yeah yeah a lot yeah. of uh they sell a lot of band shirts at the uh, at the merch booth, but I think it's because nobody wears shirts on the way in, and they know <laughs> that they're going to need clothing um, because it's yeah it's a it's a pretty wild and rowdy environment, which you think would pose a problem, you know, for for a single man striving to live a virtuous life. Um, but the nice thing was is that they had this giant picture of Hank Williams 
staring down over the crowd. <laughs> this this place is Tulsa, Oklahoma. They've got all of these like old country stars. Yeah. Big, big pictures. There was one named Pee Wee King right next to me, and I was like, man, uh-huh. we stand a king. Um, and it was all these pictures of old country stars all the way around the room. And I was like, can you imagine if all of these people were here watching all of these 20-something people headbang to <laughs> screeching Something noises? Something digitally created, yeah. But I think it, it was really good. And I think if anybody out there is you know, struggling, um, I'm willing to come to your high school, give a talk, and hand out pictures of Hank Williams for you to hang up in your room so that uh, maybe that can help out a little bit. <laughs> But I think it really gave me a good idea to just hand out <laughs> hand out those photographs. I think, That'll be four hundred dollars. Williams Thank is the you. guy who wrote the song that the uh, that the the Walmart yodeling kid sang. Oh, I, I, oh. I, I, no, no. Yeah, that one. I like. <laughs> I think that was. Hank I like Williams. Hank Williams. He's a good guy. We stand a king. We stand a king. Hank Williams. Um, I have not been to a concert. I think in my adult life. Really. Yeah. So Phoebe took her little sister to a 21 pilots concert like mm-hmm. the day after i left texas yeah and i was so bummed because i would have loved to have seen them in concert but yeah i've never been to a concert in person the closest i ever came to going to a concert was uh the uh the gray havens came through ohio <laughs> once and i was like let's go <laughs> yikes was that before i was gonna hang out with our buddy david before or after our interview with uh david yeah after oh it was after okay I thought all I heard was after. I was like, I yeah, said, it was that after. Before, after, and you said, yes. Yes. <laughs> it was both before and after. This was my first concert since uh, my sophomore year of college. So a lot oh, of things wow. a lot of things have changed since then, uh, just mm-hmm. in my life and my priorities. It was kind of bizarre. Um, zero oh, out so of you 10. You haven't been to a concert since we started this podcast. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, it is true. Weird. But our uh, energy level before the podcast was very high and now it's very low. Uh, I know. I'm sorry. I'm not trying I'm trying not to be too loud because I see my levels peaking and so I'm trying to keep it constrained. I'm trying to, I'm well, like a wild turn your levels down. Like a wild Mustang, you know. Let me see. Let me see where my levels are at. I don't monitor my levels throughout the episode. Really? I do. Yeah, no. Um, I can turn it down a little bit. There we go. That's better. Yeah, just just keep All yourself right. from peaking a little bit. Sweet. There you go. I just turned it down a little bit. Now I can be a bit more energetic with what. I'm now you can get a little more crazy. Yeah. While we're... yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Hank Williams would have wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Do it for Hank. Oh man, what's been what's been going on with you? What's up with you? What's been going on? Oh, yeah. um, oh, I forgot. I was gonna mention this on the podcast. Please. So, uh, I just got back from lunch with um, my mom and father Anthony. What a freaking and... crew. What I would, crop, I would pay so much money just to get lunch <laughs> with your mom because I've never met her. You've never met your mom? My mom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> never I, met I, my mom. I, <laughs> just, Moms in general. Left. Not familiar. Unintroduced. Un, 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 uh, um, yeah, my mom mentioned that as she left. She's like, I get to finally meet Ethan. Aww. And eventually, and I was like, I was like, yeah, I, I didn't realize you guys had met. But um, yeah, we got, we got lunch together. And Father Anthony was like, when am I coming back on the show? And I was like, yeah, that's a good point. Tell him, that, like, tell him that every time he asks, we push back the date three months. <laughs> but no, I, I was like, I was like, we gotta, we gotta have our, uh, our priestly, our priestly segment. We can only do when a cleric, a presbyter is present. Mm, you know, the present that segment, presbyter. You know that segment I was talking about? Yeah. Yeah. We got, we're going to do, we're going to do our, a new segment called crunch Fessional, where, <laughs> where you guys send in weird stuff you've done mm-hmm. not sit weird but not a sin 
and Father Anthony will give you counsel and then assign you a penance. And then that. you have to do it, I and you have that. to let us know that you did it, and take pictures of you doing it, and yeah. then we'll put them on our Twitter. But um, that's what we were talking about then. But also, I am being formally installed. I don't uh, know what the exact term is what? as a first degree Knight of Columbus uh, tonight. Initiated, <laughs> yeah, dude. Watch out for that first degree, man. It's a hazing ritual if I've ever been a part of one. Is it? I'm like, I'm like ready to run through the snow with like a. I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> I you're, can't think of any good hazing rituals that aren't like pseudo sexual. You're about to be a brother knight, dude. It's exciting. Yeah, man. It's exciting. Are you a knight? Uh, I am. That's exciting. It is. I'm just, I'm really excited to just, I went, I, I accidentally went to one of their meetings once. I was like walking through and they invited me to like, they just said, we'll just put you in. Just, we'll just install you right now. We'll just put you in. Put you in. We'll just get you, we'll just dunk your head in the water and yeah. you're good to go. And I just walked downstairs in the basement of, a, of one of the churches in our, in our grouping. And, um, it was just a bunch of old boys mm-hmm. with a with a with a thirty rack of Miller Light yes. just shoot just shooting the breeze. Oh yeah. And I'm like, I am so in. Yes. I don't I think it's gonna be so funny to just hang out with guys that are like three times my age yes. that I don't that I'm not related to. Yes. I think it's gonna be quite refreshing. There's, there's so much good there. I think if we let me let's be honest. Okay. Knights of Columbus, if you're listening, I know that you are. Uh <laughs> You got to know your role at this point in society, all right? Yeah. You got to know where you stand. Nobody is looking at you guys for like how to live. <laughs> what? You know what I mean? Like it's not No, I don't. Please it's, elaborate. It's not like a So, the Knights of Columbus used to be this like anti-masonic. I guess they still are. Yeah, like they a fraternity like a alliance club but Catholic, you know? Sure, yeah. And and then it kind of morphed into service which is important right you love yeah. service it, and then it just became only service right and then all these younger yeah. guys were like well i don't really want to join like a service club and so numbers yeah. dropped off and so people weren't really were really just in it for the health insurance or the life insurance rather yeah not to say well, the that's, life insurance is actually why it started right not yeah. to say that that's all that knights of columbus can be or all that knights of columbus is however i think if they steered into the skid and they said we're just gonna hang out and we're going to be old together. And we're going to be boys. We're going to be boys. Boys support boys. Join Knights of Columbus. I think I think that, that would, would be probably one of the membership. one of the yeah. best marketing strategies they could do of like, hey, whoever's running the Knights of Columbus Twitter account, come on over here. Let's have a meeting. Let's talk about some strategies and see what we can do. I mean, obviously, well, that's why, that's and why that, like households at Franciscan were so popular because right. all you do is hang out and pray. Because and then what does that lead to? Service. Community service. Well, community. But like oh. service of the church naturally comes out of good community. Yeah. And so if you focus on that first and then you get the other thing, I don't know. It's but yeah, the to, reason why I wanted to, to join these nights and like, is because, well, first of all, the Knights of Columbus at my home parish, if I join them, they'd be like, oh, there's Pat and Evie's son. Yeah. You know, like there, that's, that's little, that's little Pat the third right. running around causing trouble. Yeah. Right. But like these guys see me as like, the yeah. youth minister at yeah. the parish and they they legitimately invited me and they like they were like we want you to be a knight and i'm like that means a lot after they like kept repeating it i was like all right cool and i think an important aspect of community that we miss as young adults is that we need to have like intergenerational yes. community oh, that yeah. needs to be a thing because if you're not hanging out with someone grow, way older than you it's awesome yeah what are you doing because I got a friend who's like 27 and like, he's so cool. He hangs out. He like kind of lives in this van <laughs> and <laughs> I'm kidding. He gives me, he gives me clove cigarettes. <laughs> he goes in the store. He buys me 
beer. We drank the Michelob Ultra down by the down by the bay. Where down the by the lake. Even though I'm already 21. Even though I'm already 21, so I can't afford it. My parents kicked me out of the house, which is fine. Like, my tour is going to start soon. <laughs> I, I swear. I swear. I, I sent swear. I sent Chance my, my SoundCloud link. I'm, I'm almost mm-hmm. – I've almost made it. Yeah, like, I'm basically signed to a major label at this point. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Columbia sent people out to, like, come and talk to me and stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was – From the country, Columbia, not the record label. I, I, was, yeah. at, I was at the Glitch Mob <laughs> concert last night, and, and they said that they loved me um, from the stage, which is, I mean, pretty big because, like – yeah, like they said in Tulsa, we love you. And I was like, well, that's me because I'm, I'm in Tulsa. Tulsa is Tulsa. basically like the next Nashville. You know, it's like the Nashville of the West. We're like very up and coming. Yeah, uh, got an art scene. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, and it's literally there are people that talk about Tulsa like that. I'm like, the best thing about the best thing about Tulsa is that it's like really flat, so that if you play your music really loud, it carries all the way to LA. Mm, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I I you, you do you have do you have a guy from your high school who's a SoundCloud rapper now? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and absolutely. He, he started he started his career in uh in high school and I mean, I definitely started a couple of bands when I was in high school, but like looking back, they're just kind of cringy at this point. Yeah, but we all had that. I mean, I have DJ Pillowcase. That's not cringy. That's an art form. I mean, we all we all did cringy things <laughs> yeah. when we were in high school. Yeah. Speaking of, oh, it's time for Hot Take Time Machine. Hot Take Time Machine Machine is a segment where we take a look back at the prime of social media posting. If you have a hot take that's five years-ish or older, DM it to at the Crunchcast on Twitter or Instagram or email us at, or info at thecrunchcast.com. I always do that wrong. Yeah, me too. Patrick, give give me yours. I do have a hot take. So uh, do you remember, since this is like, this is not the five-year anniversary, is it? No, it's not. Okay, so do you remember back in 2012 when everyone was like, the world's going to end on, on yeah. 12, 21, yeah, 12? of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Hard to forget. That was that was hilarious, right? It Everybody was. thought that was funny. It was. Um, so I decided, I, I, I remember leading up to the 21st of December, oh, excuse me, I was posting like a bunch of jokes and I found the one that was like the peak Patrick in high school. Okay, um, I'm ready. I'm on December twentieth, twenty twelve. Okay. The day before the apocalypse. Yeah. Um. There's a big movie that came out too. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Oh yeah. Everyone's getting ready for tomorrow by posting their "Oh look, we're still alive" meme by getting their "Oh look, we're still alive" memes ready. But I'm going the other direction and making the Mayans were right memes hipster. Oof. And my friend Daniel posted, "How would you post them if you were right?" Uh. Yeah. So that's how funny I thought I was. That's my hot take time machine. You're welcome. Yikes. <laughs> Look at me, guys. I'm not like other people. I'm, I'm like. Oh, you're right. I'm that funny. Was... <laughs> Get under me. I'm plebeians. not like most memers. Yeah, that's a disappointing thing. 2012 was great though, because that was a year that literally anything could happen, because people felt except like, the end of the world. Except the end of the world. But I feel like there was a lot of cultural, like the Olympics was that year. Um, an election an elect oh my goodness there was an election that year i remember watching yeah. hoping desperately that Mitt romney would win <laughs> <laughs> what was i thinking um was it Mitt romney that year yeah it was it was it was Mitt romney and obama in his but honestly yeah. like any costa concordia sank that year um, i don't know what that is the big uh off the coast of kansas no stop it <laughs> leave me alone 
the big cruise ship that uh, that broke. Do you remember that? No. It was a huge deal. People like got stuck on this boat. Oh wait, twenty twelve. Thirty two people died. I'm. I think I remember that. When was that earlier that year? Because I think. Yeah, it was. I think twenty twelve was the year that I went to New York City with my. I went to tw- I knew I went to New York City. No, it couldn't have been. That was I was a freshman. Uh huh. Never mind. I went to New York City with my drama class. Oh. On a field trip. And that's it was really cool. Is that's related to the coast of Concordia because you reenacted the sinking of the ship or Yes. No, when we were in the airport waiting, there was like a big cruise ship news uh, story. But yeah. I think it was the one where they got stuck. It was like the cruise from hell. It was like everyone was um, like they were no. they were rationing food, this, et cetera. Well, they had to do kind of that here, but this was in Italy and it was crazy. Um mm. the Encyclopedia Britannica discontinued its print edition in twenty twelve. Uh, are you looking up things that happened no, in No, 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 no. Uh no, you definitely are. No, I, this is all off the dome. I'm just trying to sort through my old Rolodex in the brain. Ah, yes. Um, Go on. The Dark Name Knight. Another the impossible. Dark Knight Rises came out. Yeah, you're definitely looking up stuff that happened in 2012. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, no. Okay, this is actually a big deal. Curiosity landed on Mars. That's huge. Oh, that is a big deal. Like uh, Canada cut diplomatic ties with Iran. Um, uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> And this bit started in 2012. Okay, sorry. I'm trying to come up with... <laughs> and there it was... hasn't ended yet. Listen. Uh... <laughs> okay. <laughs> there's one There's one more thing that I will mention, right? Before we can talk about the rest of 2012. But Okay. Uh, Grumpy Cat, American internet celebrity, born April 4th, wow. 2012. Died 2019. <laughs> no. Grumpy Cat died. Grumpy Cat That's only right. lived seven years. What a weak cat. <laughs> <laughs> Like, come on. You think with that level of fame, you'd be able to afford better doctors. <laughs> oh, man. What if he, like, died from something serious? I bet the people that owned him could have, like, I bet he, I bet he just like... got hit by a truck or something because oh, he's a cat. Right. You know? Yeah, cats are dumb. Um, there was a cat there was a cat on the balcony above my apartment and every mm-hmm. time every time I walk up he like comes out of his house and like stands on the balcony and like looks at me mm-hmm. and he like wiggles his butt like he's going to jump and I'm like don't jump you stupid cat like don't do that. Yeah. It's crazy anyway. to it's crazy to think about all of the things that are um like huge news at the time and you look back and you're like wow I remember that being a really big deal but it just has very little effect on what's going on today. Um, yeah. Like there were a couple shootings this year that like were huge. Like we still have those obviously. Um, but then, then there were like good things too. Like the dude that jumped out of the, the Red Bull Stratos helium filled balloon from 128,000 feet. Do you remember that guy? Felix Baumgartner. Are you Googling things that happened this year? No, that was 2012. Oh, I'm still, I'm still on the 2012 train. Oh, okay. Um, stop that <laughs> all right it's over it's over i'm not gonna talk about it anymore but it was a good okay. it was a good year gotcha yeah oh speaking of good year uh good year released it's i'm just kidding all right I get out of here <laughs> do you want to hear my my hot take i do want to hear your hot right, take, this yeah. one, i think this is a little saucy yeah this is a tweet from december 26th 2013 at 2 20 p.m twitter for iphone Making Snapchat stories is how I fill the void of loneliness. Oh my gosh. So there's uh, there's levels to this, obviously. I bet you were just like sad posting. I was sad posting because it was right after Christmas and we most certainly had some kind of 
films on that I was like, oh man, how come Candace Cameron from Full House in this Hallmark movie gets to end up with the guy? But I clearly <laughs> qualified man do not. All these ghosts. All these ghosts that I still don't have a boo. <laughs> <laughs> but I would use Snapchat stories was a big deal for me because I would come home every yeah. day after school and post a Snapchat story. But this was during break. So I don't mm. know what I was thinking. Yeah, I definitely I definitely did like sad boy posts where I was like it's funny because like that's definitely a thing that that technology did was it filled it filled sadness and like it made it made it easier to not feel feelings. And we all kind of were acutely aware of that, but we weren't aware that that might be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I remember posting something when I was in middle school, like full house makes the pain go away. Yeah. And, like <laughs> we were all in like, pain and we were all, just like, let's numb it. Inject. Yeah. Inject, right. Inject, like, first inject. of all, full house definitely did that for all of America, which is why it was so popular. But they weren't able to watch it binge watch it all at once because they own all eight sir you're in intense DVDs. pain do you want morphine no just john stamos <laughs> just john just, just give me john stamos give me dave just coulier me early 1990s john stamos give me dave coulier <laughs> doing his rocky at bullwinkle right now cut it out <laughs> cut out the sadness <laughs> cut it out <laughs> and then the nurse is like you got it dude and then she walks away <laughs> Danny Tanner walks in, but I want it to be clean. (laughs) (laughs) And all of America applauds. This is funny. This is so good. And then everyone claps. Everyone claps. (laughs) That's so, that's hilarious. (laughs) But I want it to be clean. Oh man, has anyone done like one of those like surrealist memes with Full House yet? Like, no, it's just... but we could, where we like make his head super long and super his long, body super like... gangly and. But Minchelle. Can you imagine how different a film, the Fantastic Four film, would be if Reed Richards was played by Bob Saget? <laughs> and he's just stretched all the way out, just cleaning things with all of his different limbs, vacuuming the walls. <laughs> If I clean vacuum cleaner, am I a vacuum cleaner? <laughs> Danny Tan Danny. Danny with one end Tanner. <laughs> Tanny Danner. Tanny Danner. Uh oh man. But yeah, that's kind that, of a uh, psycho, wasn't he? Looking back. Who? Danny Tanner? Yeah. I understand that his wife died. Wow. Oh, oh, this is weird. We're going to a weird place. No, no, no. But like you can be you can be an overprotective dad, sure. Like yeah. you get a single parent. I understand. I get it. But you've got like two other live-in dads and another live-in mom and Kimmy Gibbler to watch the children. (laughs) So like at a certain point, you need to kind of like ease back, you know? Just back off. Yeah. When you, when you think about maybe his like past, like his, his neurotic obsession with cleaning is maybe like, yeah, a way of coping with his wife's death. It makes the entire show a little more sad. Just really sad. You know? Yeah. Oh, man. And, like, Jesse's womanizing as a way of coping with his sister's death. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. Ooh. Where does where does Uncle Joey come in? How is he related? I don't know. I think he was Danny's roommate, I and think, he was like, I'll move in, too. I think he like was that. always living in the basement of that house. And then the Tanners <laughs> moved into up there, and he came up into the kitchen one day in his robe, and he said, oh, nice to meet you, neighbor. And Danny Tanner nice was like, is it dirty down there? I can clean it for you. And then they became best friends. <laughs> I'm dirty, Dan. 
I'm dirty, Dave. Um, no, the uh, Joey and Danny were roommates in college. That's oh, what was. okay. They were roommates in college. Yeah. And then and um, Jesse is they, – they were roommates. But, yeah, uh, no, the, the garage was not always finished. The garage used to just be the basement. Used to be their garage, oh. and then because I remember in, in the ep, in the second episode of the first season, uh, you DJ doesn't want to live with Stephanie. Yes, of course. I wa- again, Full House made the pain go away. <laughs> uh, DJ went downstairs to live in the garage, and it wasn't finished. But then, then when Joey was gonna move out, mm-hmm. they were like, "No, Joey, you can live down in the basement." <laughs> I understand why none of them moved out for like eight years. That's just yeah. so, that's such a long time. Well, I think, like, I think uh, what was kind of an undercurrent of the show that they never really addressed was that uh, Jesse had like a gambling problem. What? He kept going all in on a full house. <laughs> all in? I don't understand. It's like betting. Yeah, I get like it. A ga- like gambling. Yeah. Full house being two cards that are the same and then three cards that are the same together oh like in poker like in poker yeah oh uh-huh, that's funny that's okay that's i thought you, I, could you not did you not get it for a second <laughs> I'm not messing okay with i was about to say how dumb <laughs> hey, hey, hey 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 we just talked sad. about poker last week i'm like patrick doesn't get this freaking full house joke i'm like let's leak through this that made me sad oh we're not trying to make me silly. sad never mind we have another hot take time we do we got one more hot take okay yeah, yeah yeah all right i was making you make fun of me so that i could say that i was sad and then transition to the next segment but we got stuff no to we do. got one more um this is from at mom is awk awk mom is awk me too mom me too um she said quote and this is something that came i think it was five years ago i don't have an exact date because it was just sent to me via twitter.com which you can dm us at the crunch cast um she said the world does not owe you something (laughs) which is one of those phenomenal vague posts that could mean anything and it could be about anybody and so We, and then all of your friends who've had kind of a kind of a weird encounter with you recently immediately think it's about them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's one of those it's a, it's a it's a uh, I'm sorry to say this to you at Mamasock, but it's one of those things that's just begging you to comment on it and say what's yeah. wrong? What's wrong? What what's happened? Going on? Dish. Spill the tea. But we didn't three, say five that. Years from we didn't now. say that then. We said, <laughs> "What's the dizzle?" I found I found a, a hand towel at the dollar store that said "spill the tea," and I think officially that means the meme is dead. Mm. If a meme is a if a meme costs one dollar, it's now officially bankrupt. How did we say meme. How did we say "spill the tea" five years ago? Um, what's the hot goss? What's the hot? <laughs> what's the? What's S- let the cat out of the bag? What's spill the beans? What's poppin'? The bees knees. What's popping? What's going on? What's locking? down what's in, in your neighborhood? Won't you be my neighbor? How you doing? Okay. So wait, well, did she tell you the background of the? Did she tell she you the did. background? She of the did. Tweet? She said, "I think this is her direct quote. I don't know if I'm allowed to use this or not. I think at this point I was working at a tech company that may or may not be named after a fruit and dealing with customers who felt entitled to things for no reason." Oh, I get that. So yeah. it was it was a legitimate like, man, work sucks, but you can't really like post about work, and so instead you just have to say the world does not owe you something. Do you remember, totally unrelated to at Mama's Ox tweet, though, do you remember when the iPhone was big? When it was big? When it was first big. 
When it was for, in 2008? No, I don't remember. Yes, I can Not 2008, that. but like when people our age started getting them. You know, like our parents had had them for a couple cycles and then they finally decided that life would be easier if we had them. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So I, my first one was like a 3G. I didn't get a 3G. I wasn't. I didn't have one of those. I got my first one was a four. Yeah, well, my first one was a 3G when everyone had the four. Oh, my yeah. first one was a four when everyone had the six. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, mostly. Um, but that that changed the game. Going it along did. with my last hot take, like Snapchat, iMessage. Yeah, you right. could you could flirt so in so many different ways. What was your favorite? What was your favorite app game to play during class? Wait, what? Like, so let's say you had ten minutes, and the teacher's like, "Do whatever you want." You had games on your phone, right? Yeah. yeah. What was your favorite game to like bust out during class? Plague Incorporated, the one where you kill people. Mm-hmm. And you name it something stupid uh-huh. or funny, like my farts, and then at the end Ooh, it would say, "My farts, farts killed, killed everyone on Earth," yeah. and you'd be like, "Ha ha ha, that's funny." So. That's cool, I guess. I had more of a cerebral approach. I loved 2048. I played 2048 like an insane person. 2048 was awesome. I found this one game that was like 2048, but you could never lose, and it went on forever. So that defeats the point of the game. No, it made it all the good. <laughs> You're right. It does. It did. It, did. it does defeat the point of the game, but it is it is obnoxiously more addictive, and I played it for literally three hours one morning, and it ran the bat. I was in my bed, and... My phone ran out of battery. I was in bed in the morning. My phone had been fully charged mm-hmm. when I downloaded this game, and it ran my entire battery over the course of three hours. You know, I played a lot of Jelly Car back in the day. I don't Did know. You, ever, you never played Jelly Car? It was this no. car that got squished when you drove it. <laughs> Bad description. Um, I, I, I remember most mobile games were like addictinggames.com yeah. or like cool math games, uh-huh. but like for the phone. Mm hmm. And somehow they felt trashier on the iPhone than they did on Addicting Games. Yeah. You know? What was your favorite Addicting Games game? Mm, like on a computer? Yeah. I don't. Th- I never really played Addicting Games. I was more of a Candyland.com kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Did you ever go? That sounds That sounds. It's. Weird. It was that legitimate. So this is crazy. So my cousin, Paul, shout out Paul, um, he told me, I was at grandma's house and we were like, let's play on the computer. And he's like, you should go to Candyland.com. It's got all these games. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so I went and it literally had, it was, I think it was run by um, Wrigley or like some big candy company. Gotcha. Because it had all of this, these candy themed games for all like lifesavers and chewing gum and chocolate and like all, it was weird, huh. but the games were actually really good and really fun. And like, I don't know, cough drop bowling. Like it was just really, really bizarre, really weird. But that was my. Well, this episode is sponsored by Candyland.com. They don't exist anymore, which is hard to like describe what it is because I can't go back and like tell you the kinds of games that they had. Nobody go to Candyland.com slash the crunch for 50% off your (laughs) Candyland.com experience. (laughs) But there was, uh, yeah, there was this one called, it was like a jetpack and you had to. So it was a piece of gum trying to get to the top of the level every time, right? And there were uh-huh. different, I think it was a tree or, or maybe like a frost, it was different levels, like tree, frost, fire, classic. But there were different levels, and I'm using my hands, but you can't see them, but you had to calculate or like guesstimate how much power you would need and how much left and right you would need, and you would kind of have to set it yourself. So it wasn't like you're flying and you're moving as you're going up. You land and you set a new trajectory and you launch, and if you make it short, then you like lose. That sounds so fun. It was amazingly fun. And 
I played that game so much. I had a I had a class I had a class where we would it was uh, crazy. who it was a virtual school class so mm-hmm. it was a class I I was on I had two virtual classes right. in high school, and one class where I could work on those classes mm-hmm. and instead of working on those classes I played game I played flash games on my computer. I love racing games too. I was big on racing games. I played Fantastic Contraption. Did you ever play that uh-huh. one? It's really fun. You can still play it on some websites, but it was like you build a machine to get a square from point A to point B. It was pretty cool. I love. I believe. I believe it. I miss those days. Me too. Man, now I'm kind of sad. Dang, we're both sad. That's good. That's okay. Because you know where we can go when we're sad? Twitter. Into the arms of our loved ones. Into the into the into the tweet tweet embrace. Into the to the to the clean clean hug of Danny Tanner's Twitter account. <laughs> Let's listen to some tweets that made us sad. The internet is too positive. Tweets that made me sad is a segment where we talk about what makes us sad on the internet. Ethan, would you like to go first? <laughs> uh, yeah. Let me let me uh, let me pull this one up here. I thought I had it open already. Turns out I'm never prepared. I just copy all of the tweets onto yeah. a separate Word doc so I that I can it. read well, them. I like and to, you can't see them. I like to view it in all of its Twitter glory so I can scroll and see all the comments and stuff. So there's one. This the the discourse kind of went chugged through this one pretty quick, but I think it would be fun to to mention it at least because it's something I think about almost every day now. This is from at Union Seminary, and it's a picture of uh, someone sitting cross-legged in front of a ten foot by five foot square of dirt inside. Please pause the podcast while you measure the exact length of the plants. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back and we've got the exact measurements um and it's a square of dirt and it's got plants just probably a dozen plants potted obviously because it's inside sitting on this uh this floor and someone's sitting cross-legged and the, the tweet says today in chapel we confessed to plants together we held our grief joy regret hope guilt and sorrow in prayer offering them to the beings who sustain us but whose gift we too often fail to honor what do you confess to the plants in your life? What? <laughs> Patrick, Nothing. Patrick, what do you confess to the plants in your life? I missed the part where they said we offered our hope, guilt, etc. to the things that sustain us. Yeah, the That's weirdly pagan. Us. Yeah. That's weirdly pagan. Extremely. That kind of makes me feel worse about this. As at first, I was like, this is obviously like some kind of prayerful revolt against the the lack of confession right right it's like we have this desire to like confess our sins and make our sins something that are outside of us because we carry them around so often and like it's sad to me that like that people don't have that experience of having someone they can trust to like confess their sins to i'm not even talking about just like sacramental confession i'm talking about like person to person just having like if you don't conversation like confessing yeah, our from sins like a natural to another, perspective like the bible tells us to do yeah yeah even even just like even just like confessing your sins to each other but also we obviously know that there's sacramental healing and goodness in the sacrament of confession but the fact that they 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 have this desire to make what's on the inside and so shameful on the outside but they do it through literally like one of the only living creatures that can't give them anything in return emotionally. <laughs> like if you confess your sins to your dog, that could even be more therapeutic 
right? Like that, I could even see that as like something that would make sense. Cause like sometimes when you talk to your dog and they respond, you like get this feeling of like, Oh, someone's responding and dogs can like show you that they like you. But I mean, obviously it's not the same as talking to a person, but even <laughs> the one, the one living being that can't do anything in return, you're just going to tell your sins to, ah, man, the, it's just so the only time I've gotten a hug from a plant was <laughs> I'm trying I, to think. I found a really big Venus flytrap, and I don't yes. think it was trying to hug me. It was, it was back in '04. <laughs> I was cutting my way through the Amazonian jungle, and the Jumanji. It's a lot easier. The Jumanji plant got me. Um, it's. I think it's. It's just so interesting because, uh, first of all, like yes, we talk about like this. This is being kind of pagan because these plants do not sustain us, right? The, the God sustains us, right? Us. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Man does not live on plants alone, but on every word that comes from God. (laughs) Like this is just, it's, it's basic, basic step, but I love the, the second part of it, which is what do you, what do you confess to the plants in your life? Father, because there's two, there's two full, it's two full because what, first of all, assuming that you already are confessing to your plants, And like you obviously made this you up. Obviously Don't do pretend this. like you made this and up. And second of all, that you have plants significant enough in your realm to say, oh, these are some plants in my life. Like, <laughs> not plants in my house, not plants in my yard, plants in my life. In my life. Like, they occupy the same space as, like, my fiance, yeah, and my is, mother, well, yeah, and my welcome. friends. Hey, hey, come on in. Glad you guys made it. Uh, this is this is the pad. You know, we've got the couches set up here. Um, this is Alexander, my roommate, mom. Nice, you know, good to meet him. Um, yeah, we got some pictures up here. This is my brother. Uh, this is my, my uncle, priest that baptized me. This is my plant from a home. His name is Fern. <laughs> His name is Fernicus. Cafernicus. <laughs> Cafernicus. Um, Cafernicus is a great, great name for a plant. Great plant name. But it's, that's just not, that's just not people. That oh my gosh. If you take pictures of yeah. plants, what are you doing? I it's like it's like people people took people take like um fur fur mom and fur dad to like the next step you're like a leaf mm-hmm. mom or a leaf dad you know <laughs> having, you know, having I, a saw a sticker, I saw a sticker I saw a sticker on a car plant. I saw a sticker on a car today that said I heart my grand dog we are yeah. we are but two swirls around the sun of people saying I heart my grand plant my, my grand plant <laughs> at a certain point our Gen Z is gonna get they're gonna get to the point where they are living on their own and they're not married because they hate the idea of committal and they're like oh i should get a dog and then they get a dog and they realize how much work a dog is then they divorce their dog then they divorce their dog and they get a plant (laughs) i'm not kidding i think this will happen and people will be like we're two spins around the sun from it mark my words mark my podcast right here like because people Um, nowadays are posting pictures of their dogs and look at reginald and how we like to go to the park together we i am a young professional in a hip up-and-coming city and I'm not kidding. In two years. In people, a recently gentrified part of New York City. Exactly. <laughs> people are going to post pictures of their succulents and be like, look at look at my, look at him. There he is. He's, his name is Regis. He's in like a rusty baby. The, the plant's Philbin. in like a rusty baby swing that hasn't been used in that neighborhood for like 20 years. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Father Harrison made a good point about that last sentence where it's like, anytime, anytime a homilist or like a preacher or someone says the blanks in your life, immediately stop listening to them it's so trite and cliche like when when you're using like a a parable and like jesus is like oh we're sowing the seeds among like the seed is sowed among the thorns and the preacher goes 
what are the thorns in your life? And everyone's like, huh? And then they do nothing to change their life mm. because that's nonsense. Mm. It's just a very, it's like, it's not that it's a bad point. It's not that it's like, there are thorns in your life. But the fact is that like, everyone already knows the bad things in your life. You don't need to call them thorns in order to make it better. Yeah. You know, it's, it's what do I do about them? Mm-hmm. That's important. No, and that's not even the, not even that. It's what does the father want to do about them? Yeah, like that's that was the that was the answer. Yes. <laughs> what do you want? What do I do about them? You pray. You do nothing. You allow the father to work. Um. Yeah. This 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 tweet makes me sad because people are talking to plants, and I think that, you know, you know what the I mean we we really live in a society, huh? Because people don't talk. To, <laughs> they don't talk to each other. They, they talk to their Snapchats and their plants. They talk to the Snapchats and snap snap plants. I'll say one last thing about this. Uh, Father chat. Cassidy, shout out Father Cassidy, mm-hmm. posted a really funny picture like an hour ago, just before we started the podcast. About um, it was a it was a picture of a, a presidential or a, like a, a senator podium. Mm-hmm. The senator is about to speak, and there's a bunch of microphones. And right behind the podium oh, where yeah, the person that. was going to stand in front of, it was a it was a plant. And so it looked like the plant was standing in front of a podium about to speak. And Father Cassidy went, uh, everybody forgot that the plant isn't bound by the seal of confession. So be careful about your plants. They might go broadcast on Fox News. All of the dirty, dirty things you do in the dark and in the light. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. When your guests bring their appetites, Kroger Delivery will make your dollars stretch with great deals on ingredients to make your holiday favorites. Thanks to our refrigerated trucks, you can get Kroger delivered to your door, even if you don't live near a Kroger store. Try today and save $45 total off your first three orders, plus free delivery when you sign up for a free trial of Boost. Order online now at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for orders of $35 or more. Offer valid with digital coupon. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Patrick, what's a tweet that made you sad? Speaking of churches and and, uh, non-human things, uh, there was a really cool post. Um, (laughs) It's kind of cool because obviously this church, this church is like dark. No one's in it, obviously, except for this one person holding a camera. <laughs> and all of a sudden, a stag. Like, they said a deer, but it was like a, a full stag. horned Antlers. boy. Huge. Like, this gigantic stag runs into this runs into this, uh, this church in, in France, right? Mm-hmm. And it was so – it's like walking around. It's like looking around. It's so funny. I love when – I've ever so seen they, a bird fly into a cathedral before. I have. It's always it happens all the time. It's always so confused. It is. It's like this is big enough to be the sky, but where's the sun? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like flying around. It's like it's like landing on the crucifix like, "Oh, what's this?" It's landing on the the stained glass window like, "Huh, the sky looks different today." You know, it has like no idea what's happening. So this stag is like hopping up to the tabernacle like, "What's going on? What's going on?" Mm-hmm. And snack? um I thought it was kind of funny. Snack? <laughs> is snack? Is, no, is not snack. Is snack glow gold? Glow gold come? Clop 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 snack. <laughs> mm. He's running away from some like aristocrat who's hunting him. <laughs> uh, um, he eats all the gather hymnals. The gather- <laughs> classic, classic bit. I. This is my uh, question, Patrick. Yeah. So we see the stag, right? We see how how wide do you think his horns are? About six feet. Six wide. Six feet. Okay. Your average door frame 
is about <laughs> four feet wide, right? Yeah, like this stag so, could not get and, inside. And I know that churches a lot of times will have double doors to get in. So yeah. that's that's eight feet. That's enough clearance to get in. But that means that somebody had to hold both doors open for this stag <laughs> to get in. And so you're telling me like, oh, man, how did this wacky nature creature get into the church? Ha ha. It's like, no, you totally let him in so that you can gain clout <laughs> on Twitter. Or you have a giant hole in the side of your church. And, I, <laughs> that's a good and everyone's point, like, I wow, look, that. look. This was definitely for the bit. That poor deer has no idea where nature, he's going. Nature is honoring God as it should be. Look at how he respectfully ambulates about the chapel it's like no i see i don't think that's it i think either there's a giant hole in the side of your church or someone's working with the deer from the inside this is actually not a deer you see this is a man in a very convincing (laughs) deer costume two guys in a deer costume oh man but that's not the tweet that made me sad okay okay so the tweet that made me sad was a reply to it because obviously it's a church because nobody i know something's gotta come up it's not it's not the usual it was actually kind of a, it was a very, it was a very hot take. So someone goes, uh, it's a conversation between God and the deer. Uh, God, let me guess your home deer. It was, and it was beautiful. <laughs> and that made me sad. What? I don't because, get it. What? Is it a joke? I don't, I don't get it. No, it wasn't. The guy was very serious. So essentially what he was saying was, he was saying like, how dare this, it was one of those, like the animals were here first sort of tweets. Oh. Like, oh, how dare they build this cathedral mm. on a deer's home? All right. Um, and some and at faithful Gadalek <laughs> replied, a church is obviously more beautiful than some dumb field. <laughs> like, that's that's a good point. And then um, our friend Mecha at ab underscore underscore Elba replied with a, a isn't a, it a Mecha? Screenshot. It, I think that is Mecha or Mecha Mecha. Mecha? I think maybe Mecha. Who cares? Mecha. Um, he screenshot. He screenshot. Uh, how long do deers live? And it was like two, twelve and a half years. So obviously he wasn't there before the cathedral was built. So that was funny. I, I just, I think, uh, I think we, we place too much emphasis on nature sometimes. Obviously nature's important. No. Someone pointed out. No, obviously God made that feel. We're not. We're not giving That's a balanced true. take on this podcast. This is an anti-nature show. <laughs> Okay, I hear. Listen, I'm actually get ready because here it comes. Uh I've been seeing all this stuff online about environmentalism and saving the planet and all these things. Good for you. However, we got people praying to plants. Should we really save the planet? That's my question. (laughs) We got deer running amok thinking that they are in charge of the churches that we build. Of the church. No, these these. I listen. I grew these legs. Really infiltrating the church. The deer. The deer in I grew the these legs. I shaved off all the hair from my body. I have evolved to this point where I can use my brain, <laughs> right? That deer over there has got wood sticking out of his head because he doesn't know how to grow up and become a human like me, all right? Yeah, what a jerk. These deer should coming we, into our churches. Should we save the planet? our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? People we need to have confessing to plants if we kill all the plants. We need to have that's all I'm saying. Stricter species security, okay? I don't want any of this Jeez. this crosstalk happening between plants, humans, deer, God. No, 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 you know, none of that. Starts talking about dialogue between the species. Just slap them in the face. Just walk up to the deer antler he's using as a podium and break an antler off with the saw you carry on you at all times and just shove it in his mouth. Should be we? Like, you like deer that much? Why don't you? 
Why don't you eat the antlers? See how you like that. Should we respect God's creation? My answer is absolutely yes. That's why I go to the gym every morning and pump iron for 45 minutes at (laughs) a time. Python Club. Python Club. Club. Listen, if I didn't love nature, you think I would call it Python Club? No, I would have called it Human (laughs) Club, but it's not a human club. It's a Python Club. Pythons have have workout clubs where they call it Human Club, and they say, well, maybe one day (laughs) we'll get to be as big as those boys up there. They call it Human Club where they try to do squats, but they cry because they can't. you You ever seen the movie Madagascar? right yeah the, the whole uh-huh. point the wilds disney's the wild surfs up any movie that's a bug's life any movie that's about animals is just them trying to do human stuff okay yeah so let's cut out the freaking Talking, walking on two legs cut out the middleman overthrow an oppressive grasshopper government ants. all just human things cut out the middleman and just get rid of the planet just get rid of it. Let's go up. We don't need Let's it. Let's go up. Elon. We make all of our food in a factory anyway. Listen, Elon, first of all, I want to point there. out that the wild is the only time that Disney knocked off DreamWorks and it didn't work. Second, that's all I wanted to say. Thank I never you. heard of the wild. What's the wild? It's literally just Madagascar, but Disney's knockoff of, I mean, you, wow, you hit the nail crazy. on the head. Usually yeah. DreamWorks knocks off Disney and it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. So all in all to say, right, you can be passionate about eco-terrorism. You can be passionate about the climate you know whatever yeah but just know the tweets that we've exposed this week the tweets that we've brought up i think they're pretty clear evidence that we're going in the wrong direction maybe it's time listen all i'm saying is of course it's getting hotter of course the globe is warming that's why they call it climate change Ugh. Ugh. i'm gonna never mind Ethan, you're a doctor. You know, you know that I'm right. I do, I do. I have many degrees. Um, <laughs> so does the planet. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You're welcome for that softball. Um, I with my with my degrees and with with all of the knowledge that I have about the Earth, right? I've got a I've got a deep understanding of our relationship with nature. Um, one of the other things I have a deep understanding of is our relationships with each other. Mm, mm-hmm. Welcome to Doctor Ethan's Dating Corner. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show you've been waiting for since puberty. It's Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner. Are you going to make a bumper? I might. Oh, I'm so excited. That'll be good. good. (laughs) Welcome to Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner, where our resident dating expert gives you, the listener, Mm. bequeaths his wisdom upon thee. Because I don't need any wisdom. I'm in a happy relationship. I'm getting married in a year. Screw you guys. You guys are the ones out in the jungle fighting it out. Hey, that's me out what? there. I'm, oh, sorry. I'm Screw a, you. I'm a field doctor. <laughs> so Ethan is in the trenches with you. He is your leader among men, and he is going to tell you, lowly listener, how to get a BF or GF. Great. I'm I Like Patrick said, I'm here running up and down the trenches, pulling bodies from no man's land back into the trench. <laughs> looking at your dead body and saying man it's time for you to give up hope and then moving on to the next one so that's let's let's start it up right now patrick fire away give me a question all right cool so this one this one is just for you because it's not really a question okay. um i just i just thought i just know you'll like this okay because you've definitely tweeted this before dear ethan please give all the men advice that liking the office is not a personality trait and that they should stop putting this in their dating profiles Oof. this has been agreed on by the girls only twitter Thanks, Kathy. All right. Um, Kathy, you've come to the right place. Have a seat. But, Kathy, I want you to know mm. one thing. Okay. This is the last time we will give all men advice on this podcast. 
Why dating invite? I don't. I don't. I don't want any more of this. All men, all women stuff. We need specific no, I, relationships. I don't want any more. I don't want. I don't want anyone giving us messages to give on to the other sex. Because even though every member of both genders listens to our podcast, we are not the messenger boys. We are doctors. Would you ask a professor? to tell uh-huh. your bf or gf yeah would you ask a science professor to tell you about science probably not probably not can i can probably i not can i do my segment now yes thank you that was part of the segment i feel i feel like you're steamrolling me in my own segment here <laughs> uh, i have the degree all right um okay kathy i do agree that watching the office is not a personality trait however might I posit that the only reason that men are putting liking the office as a personality trait in their bios is because women respond to that because they also put liking the office as a personality trait in their bios. Ethan, you are right. I, I, I'm so sorry I steamrolled your segment. You have given us wisdom from on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mostly kidding. I think, uh, yes, it is a problem with men, but I also think it's a problem with women that we take the media that we consume and we make it our identity. And so if you want to cut through this, right, you as a woman have all the power. There's some quote from probably G.K. Chesterton or something about how when women demand a man to rise up, they, they will step up to the occasion, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know the exact quote, but it's something along those lines. So when you, when you match with a guy like this, when you see a guy like that, you can send him a message. You say, hey, tell me anything else about you because I'm not interested in what you – like to watch on tv i'm interested in what you contribute to the world and if the man there it is and if the man does contribute something to the world then he'll be happy to share it with you right but if he doesn't contribute anything to the world he's probably like most men and he will be ashamed delete his profile go hit the gym and start doing something so either way and delete facebook delete facebook <laughs> lawyer up hit the gym so you got two options you either date a dude who doesn't do anything who likes office or you get a dude to hop off the dating site and actually improve his life which means you're still single. So I don't know if there's actually any help. Yeah, I'm sorry. But, this is uh, really probably not good advice. Either way, Kathy, but... this is a lose-lose for you, but it's a win-win for the boys. So chalk that one up. Chalk that one. Put one in the column for the boys. <laughs> this will probably be the only win for the boys in this whole segment. Kathy, Give us your your, uh, your great question. Yes. From our so program. I have a, an anonymous question. Um, oh, it's anonymous. It's anonymous. I will say that it is from somebody within the realm of focus, and that's all that I will say. Mm-hmm. How soon after I break up with my girlfriend can I ask out another focused missionary? <laughs> oh no! Yes, this is the stuff. I didn't love. know the end part. I didn't know the breakup with the girlfriend part. <laughs> now I feel sad. So, <clears throat> if you don't know, within Focus Fellowship of Catholic University students, uh, Catholic missionaries, our first year we have a dating fast, and after the dating fast is over, everyone just kind of dates each other. We call it the dating feast. Okay. <laughs> I thankfully did not participate in that this summer um, because I was focused on growing in a life of virtue and prayer and I was just really didn't want to date anybody. And so, but these, these questions can arise. And I think the answer to your question, Anonymous, is how soon can you ask out another focused missionary? Well, it depends on which focused missionary and if I'm planning on asking them out or not. <laughs> uh so i'm a bit of a compromise situation there's a bit of a, yeah. a little little bit of a what's it called when there's um conflict of conflict interest. of your interest professional opinion is being eclipsed a, by your by your uh, my personal interests your personal interests yes my <laughs> yeah so i i wish i could help you out a little bit more um mm-hmm. but uh, i'll send you never mind i won't send you anything um 
Send you good vibes. I'll send you some good vibes. I'll say, hey, good luck figuring Everyone just send some vibes right figuring now. Figuring that one out. I think in general, after you break up with somebody, you can start dating like the next day if you're cool with it. I don't think you need to wait that long. We all know that's happened. It has. And I think it should. Mm-hmm. I don't think there needs to be a waiting period. This is what they teach you in doctor dating school. Is yeah, that is it? No, is they teach you no waiting, no waiting period unless you're severe. Like if you, this is the question: if you break up with them, no waiting period. If they break up with you, you're allowed to be sad for a week. <laughs> Guys, I I like to argue with him, but listen, he has a doctorate. You got that that uh, DDC in front of your name? No, I don't. Yeah, I do. <laughs> a doctorate of dating counseling yeah <laughs> give me that give me that last question okay this last give me question. that last uh, question this... because i'm hitting these rapid fire just knocking them out of the park home run derby this one comes home from our friend mary yeah mary says hey guys okay first of all hey. this is addressed to ethan only thank you here's my dilemma <laughs> my parish is in a suburban area okay and a number of young Catholics, the number of young Catholics are few and far between. Mm. I saw a cute boy at mass mm. on Sunday and he kept looking over. Pay attention, dude. Anyways, <laughs> advice, any advice on how to talk to someone after mass? It's a very large parish with many mass times. So who knows when I'll see him again. But if I do, I'd like to say something. Although, yes, I am a big fan of the man pursuing the woman. But that doesn't mean I can't break the ice, right? IDK had to do this without being weird. Any ideas? Thanks. Hashtag verify 2020. I love this. I love this segment so much. It's so good. So please send more. Please send, please more. send more. Please send more. So info at the crunchcast.com. So you didn't, you haven't provided a critical component of this question, which is your age. Uh, I need to know yeah. how old you are. I assume that you're recently graduated from college. If you're living in a suburban area. Um, so here's the, although she could be still in high she school. She could also. Oh yeah, that's true. Just not to think some of our listeners are still in high school. Or maybe you're a college commuter student. Uh, Ooh, oh, there's so, so many there's different, maybe you're 30 years old. <laughs> If you're saying that it's a boy, then I would assume that you're probably late high school, early college. Um, here's the thing that you got to look out for is that sometimes dudes don't look their age. And, and so he might be looking at you thinking, wow, there's a really cute girl, but she's probably five years older than me. And you're looking over at him thinking, wow, he's a cute boy who's about my age. And it's just because it, it we're in such a weird time developmentally. People ask me all the time, mm. what high school did you graduate from? I'm 23. They think that I'm 18. <laughs> and so I would just say, be wary, right? Be, be fully mm. prepared. Maybe ask, hey, what grade are you in? <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you, did you like uh, math class this week? You know, That's try to, the problem. You got to try like, to find, you you have ask- to try to find a, non, a non-threatening way to figure out how old this guy is. If you ask a high schooler how old are you, mm-hmm. it always comes Don't off Don't say – you cannot say how old are you. But what you can say is, hey, what are you up to this week, right? If it turns out he's your age, right, he'll say something like, oh, I'm blah, 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 doing something. Oh, I have work. I have work. Oh, where do you work? When do you work? And they say, oh, after school. Oh, you work at, after you work school. at Menchie's? Ah, okay, you're definitely in high school. I see. Okay. So it's just something like, hey, this is really easy, right? You go up to him and say, hey, I've seen you around. Uh is there, this is, okay, you want a little insight, you want a little tip? This is my, uh-huh. I think I've given this advice on the podcast before, but you go up to somebody who you think is cute and you say, man, I just, I can't figure out where I recognize you from. Do you know, like, where, where would I know you from? But you've never met them before, right? And so. Oh, that's so sneaky. And so they have to tell you like, oh, or did you go to, you know, K-State? Did you go to Olathe South High School? 
and then they'll and then they'll say you know kind of the uh, things that they're associated with and then you can get a feel for what they're up to wow that's a crazy way to dox and or steal someone's identity (laughs) (laughs) i'm not saying wait did we grow up on the same street together what house did you live in (laughs) your mother her maiden name your your face reminds me of a social security number and i'm trying to figure out which one it is i'm trying to figure out which social which string can you just give me like a random set of like uh, i don't know 10 numbers if you oh man if you could say that there were like it's nine your your face reminds me of like three digits on the back of a credit card like do you know which ones those would be um so I think for you, you got to figure out a way to come up and ask him like a non-threatening question about what he does. Figure out something. This is also a good way if he is your age, right? And I trust your judgment here. If he is your age and dating is a possibility, you find something in common, right? Like maybe he goes to your school. Say, oh, let's meet up after school and do blah, 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 blah. You know? Yeah. You got you to gotta find those things in common when you're approaching a stranger, but you have to figure out a way to do it without sounding like a creepo. Uh, mm-hmm. And I trust that you're, you'll be able to do that. And odds are because you're sending us advice and because you're good and wise and holy Mm -hmm. and knew that this is what you should do in this situation. I know you will figure out what to do in this. Trust me as a cute boy who's been going to mass for many, many years. If anyone were to ever approach me for any reason, I would be delighted to have someone to talk to. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. It's the only reason I have this podcast. So Patrick is forced to talk to me every week. Keep <laughs> keep going to sun keep going to daily mass CBC. I'm there. Yeah, that's a, then that's you know he's play. material, or he's asserting the priesthood. You're welcome. So I also I would love to hear updates on how these things go because the more that we can <laughs> spread the love, the more we can prove that Doctor Ethan's dating corner is actually uh, effective and working in uh, in your lives. Um, this is an efficacious segment. Then then we'll know. Guys, three people just had their dating lives changed on this podcast live. No more. Hey, no more No more questions from you three. You're fixed. Okay? Get out of here. You're done. We want only updates from now on. And they better all be good things. Please see, okay? please see Samantha on your way up for your bill. Thank you. Um, so if you have a dating question corner for me or Ethan to give to Ethan, um, again, I don't answer dating questions. I don't have a doctorate. Um, please send them to Ethan at the crunchcast.com or you can just DM them to us at the crunchcast on Twitter or on Instagram. Please do this. This is hilarious. I want to keep doing this. I love it. I love giving advice. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Patrick, I just got an email with an interesting, uh, what's it, what do you call it with like the at the, the domain name? I got an interesting email with a domain name. It's, it's from <laughs> rbh at beyondthegrave.com wow what which is rbh rbh uh i'm that be I'm, wait did they sign our petition they it does look like they signed our petition i'm opening the email now oh okay i have to i have to preface this my mom has no idea what verify 2020 is oh, can really? you just please explain it to the people yeah <laughs> so we are trying to get verified on twitter which means we just get that stupid check mark next to our name that tells people that we yeah. are who we say that we are uh-huh. but we both have a podcast right one of right. us is writing a book. the uh-huh. The other one is, in, is the other one is engaged, and <laughs> and I think that that warrants. I think having a book in progress, being engaged, and having a podcast is enough to warrant being verified on Twitter.com. It's true. Everyone who's engaged has a verification tag on Twitter.com. Once you get married, no dice. So if you tweet hashtag verify twenty twenty, eventually Twitter, and if you enough people sign, I think if we get a hundred thousand signatures on the petition, then the U.S. government legally has to look at it. Which is cake. Which is cake. Right? We can get. We're at forty. So if we just keep that going, that'd be great. Um, Easy. So I'm opening up this email. Right. It looks like it's from Rutherford B. Hayes. 
Oh, you mean the 19th president of the United States? I do mean. Preceded by Ulysses S. Grant and succeeded by James Garfield? That is exactly who I'm talking about, which mm, which is crazy. Now, I know I don't know much about Rutherford B. Hayes, but I do know that he was a good old boy. A lot of people say he didn't do much as president, but I'm looking right here at this here beard that he grew out, and I'm saying to myself, dang, that's a real president right there. Here's what I'm saying. Oh, wait, I had a really funny... <laughs> Hey, did you know that Rutherford B. Hayes was the uh, the one of the last presidents of the Whig Party? The Whig Party. The Whig Party. Interesting. I don't know what a Whig is, but oh my gosh! Okay, this is what it was. Rutherford B. Hayes. <laughs> I looked him up, and one of the questions under Rutherford B. Hayes is, "What was Rutherford B. Hayes's phone number?" And I was like, <laughs> "Surely this can't be a thing." Like, when was the phone invented? It turns out. That Rutherford B. Hayes was the first president to have a direct phone line into the White House, and his number was one. You're kidding. His phone number was <laughs> one. <laughs> Apparently, our national security in 1877 was, was not high. Not very strong at all. <laughs> they were over there in, 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 what was our enemy at the time? I don't know. I don't know. Whoever we were. Ourselves? <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was Civil War era. Civil War. <laughs> General E. Lee was they just were... crank calling the White House. One, <laughs> Rutherford B. Hayes would pick up. Hello, I've got a beard and I'm the 19th president. He would hang up. Is your refrigerator running? Is your icebox running? <laughs> <laughs> What's a refrigerator? Well, you better go catch it. What? Ha, I'm going to start a war <laughs> and declare war on you. I'm rough with Rutherford B. Hayes. Oh, man, Rutherford B. Hayes walks into his wife and goes, Hey, a Nigerian prince just called me. Is it all I have to do is give him the nuke codes and he'll give me an inheritance of $1.3 trillion? What's a trillion? Somebody asked me if I have Prince Albert in a can, but I thought we got rid of princes, so I'm kind of confused about that. I thought we were a meritocratic system of governance. I don't know that prank call, Prince Albert it's, in a it's can. It's like a food item that they had back in the day. It was literally like, it's called Prince Albert in a can. And people would say, yeah, I've got some Prince Albert in a can. They'd be like, well, we better let him out. You don't know about that? Oh, that's really funny. Prince Albert in a can. It was a, it was a tobacco. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it, would, it was tobacco that came in a can. So maybe he did have Prince Albert in a can. Who knows? Um, Who knows? <laughs> oh, well, thanks, Rutherford B. Hayes. I mean, okay. I, this, honestly, this is a really big deal. I know. Sorry. Jeez. Sorry, Ruth. Can I, call, can I call you Ruth? Can I call you Ruth? Sorry, Ruth. We we're 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 pretending like this isn't a big deal for us, but this is honestly this is the huge. biggest deal. I I really appreciate all that you've done mm -hmm. for the cause. For I the, know you probably are super confused because you have no idea what Twitter is, mm -hmm. but because you're you're reaching out to us from beyond the grave, I know that you've been an ardent supporter of the crunch mm -hmm. since it began. Because you uh, because you have several years after because you have birth. the one phone number, the only phone number. We feel that your media reach is uh, unprecedented. You can call exactly four people. Unprecedented? Unprecedented. <laughs> you can call four people, which well, I guess up to nine. They only had single-digit phone numbers back then. There were only nine people. There were only nine phones. You would dial <laughs> Ten if you count the dial zero. Dial two. Who is it? It's the vice president. It was just down the <laughs> chain of command. That's just so funny. So we just, oh, yeah, man. we want to thank uh, Rutherford B. Hayes. Do you know what the B stands for in Rutherford B. Hayes? Barry B. Benson. <laughs> <laughs> Rutherford. Did you know there was a Rutherford P. Hayes? Who was yeah, his son. His Everybody son. knows the good old P. Diddy. <laughs> I don't think Rutherford P. Hayes is P. Diddy. Um, do you know P. Diddy's real name? That's what I thought. I, I want to know, like, so did he have a son named Rutherford C. Hayes? 
<laughs> and then he had a son named Rutherford D. Hayes, who's alive right now and attending the University of Chicago studying political science. Because Wait, sorry, what? I'm just I'm asking the question. Wait, is that is that true? No, I just made that up. Oh, dang it. That'd be really fun. Yeah. That'd be really funny. Hey, wait, did you know that there's like there's like a, a, a living descendant whose grandfather was the third president of the United yeah, States? Yeah, William Ty- Tyler. Tyler. Oh, yeah, it's Tyler. Tyler Perry. Like, that's the eighth president. But yeah, like like <laughs> Tyler's grandson is alive. That's like really weird to me. I mean, when you're old and you're the president, <laughs> I'm, but not for Rutherford B. Hayes, a paragon of virtue. No, a paragon of virtue. He... He was a staunch abolitionist, mm-hmm. so we knew that we would not be canceled. Yeah, if we, tried to, we tried to pick podcast. a non-racist. We, honestly, president. before before we announced this on the podcast, we did an extensive research into making sure Rutherford B. Hayes wasn't racist. And when we say extensive search, I mean I control F'd his Wikipedia page and typed in racist, and <laughs> zero results came up. So we're like, we're in the clear, baby. We're good. We're good. We're but good. he did. I googled. I, do I googled. Say, uh, was Rutherford B. Hayes racist? I do want to say that he ordered federal troops to guard federal buildings, and in doing so, restored order during the Great Railroad Strike of 1877. Which mm. I don't know if any modern day president has done anything close to that. Um, I don't think so. But I thought when you were, I thought when you were working on a railroad, you were supposed to strike things. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> so that's Verify 2020 for this week. Please sign our campaign, change.org. The link is in the description. Thank you, Rutherford B. Hayes. Yet again, we're reaching out from beyond the grave. And if you have anyone you know that wants to sponsor us on hashtag Verify 2020, uh, just let us know because we can get anyone. Literally anyone, apparently. Thank you for all of those who have sponsored hashtag verify 2020 in the past hillary duff mitchell musso ladies love cool james and rutherford b hayes uh not to mention uncle tito uncle tito one of these days we're gonna have to get together like a group photo of everybody <laughs> if someone can make us a group photo of all the verify 2020 people we will make continuously it continuously updated every single week and make it the header and oh man that'd be great everybody get in awesome. everybody scooch in rutherford get closer to hillary duff <laughs> rutherford get closer <laughs> oh my god um you can find us on Twitter at Ropostle, at Catholic Pat, at the Crunchcast. You can find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash the crunch if you like what we do and you want us to continue putting more time and effort into it. Just give us more money and then we'll do more of it. Um, we, we're, we're working hard out here, so uh, would love any and all support and very thankful for all the support we've gotten over the years. You can DM us your hot take time machines, your tweets that made you sad, your dating corner questions at the Crunchcast on Twitter or email them to us info at thecrunchcast.com or each of our individual Twitter accounts. I believe that is all the important information that I have to share. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? Our new rallying cry here at the Crunchcast podcast. Don't think we can't kill all the plants. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you and we will see you all next week. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, 
we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.